Welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Susie. I'm Caroline. And we're making women great again, even though we were already pretty great. We share authentic business stories, one woman at a time. We're a little Wall Street and a little woo-woo. We'll see you next and every Tuesday. holidays. Happy holidays, guys. I don't know about you, Suze, but I am in major Christmas mode this year. And especially sitting here looking at your Christmas tree, which is beautiful, by the way, I, all I want to do is think about Christmas. It was December 1st and I was like, let's go. Well, as this episode airs, (laughs) I'm sitting in silence, walking and sitting in meditation. So I have no idea how I feel about Christmas other than it's coming really soon. I'm missing 10 days of it, and for me, I love the lights. I love sitting around the tree, drinking wine, like wrapping presents, Um, and this year I'm kind of stepping out of that to like be with myself, which is, I don't know how I feel about it yet, so I'll let you know afterward. (laughs) And then it's, like it's just all happening, like we were just talking about last week, so freaking quick. It's, It's fast. It's coming so fast. But yeah, Suze is gone this week. From my life, which is going to be hard, but I'm excited for you. So in a way, it's kind of nice because I escape like all of the cookie eating and all of the, I actually really love eggnog for someone who like kind of stays away from some stuff. Like eggnog makes my insides really fuzzy. Dude, eggnog is one of those things. There are some things, like I do low dairy situations. I mean, I eat cheese. I eat hard cheeses because they're easier, but like eggnog is one of those things that I don't even you can't go get, near. You can't get the healthy stuff of that either. Like I've tried it, the almond milk variation, and I've tried it whatever other ways, and like you just got to get the real thing. It's just you can't you can't substitute the eggnog. But speaking of substitutions, there are some things that you can do in other foods that are really healthy, make things better for you, and, like, taste pretty good. It's true. You learned all about this I recently. Learned, I did learn all about this. You knew most about this. We had another one of our sorority sisters in the room who connected us with who we're interviewing this week, and she knew all about this, but this was a eye-opening episode for me because I had a lot of questions. I learned a lot of things. I learned what ghee is and why I should use it. Um, what else? I, there's, like... This Parmesan cheesy stuff. Oh, yeah, nutritional yeast. Yeah. We talked about that. I think I'm going to start using that instead of Parmesan cheese because it just looks like it to me and kind of smells cheesy. I'm a big fan of nutritional yeast. Well, this week we are sharing two beautiful women, a mother-daughter duo, actually. They're literally, like, really pretty, too, in real life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have beautiful hearts as they well. They have beautiful hearts, but like they're also very pretty. <laughs> and when I say mother-daughter duo, it's not that they have a joint business, but they're just so supportive of one another. And for them, they're both certified nutritional health coaches. They also did the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, the online coaching program, and then have gotten tons of other certifications, bits of pieces, knowledge, information, and do all these different things. But it started at home because Samantha's father, Jennifer's husband, was diagnosed with Parkinson's and they were just starting to explore alternative health modalities. They both have a very entrepreneurial spirit Yeah. Uh, since like childhood and Jennifer has a master's in entrepreneurial shift and endeavors, which is 
crazy. Awesome. I kind of need to go do that, I think, but I'm over school. <laughs> <laughs> I miss school. They're just, I mean, it's a mother and daughter who both run their own companies, like separate from each other, but are so supportive of each other, which that's amazing. And it's so cool that it's generational and they're looking at how from their own lenses and experiences and their businesses from their own lenses and experiences. And also, they're just so, I love having them on now as we go into the holidays. Yeah. Because it's, it's like that supportive family, like, let's be real about life and not sugarcoat anything also get it sugarcoat nutrition (laughs) nutrition like sugar cookies as caroline sits here with an elf hat on her head yep but yeah they're just great so they're gonna give us all their wisdom for both business online businesses and blogging and marketing and And some food substitutions yeah (laughs) fire rocket some questions yeah rapid fire style of substitutions and healthy things that you can sub in and all that. So yeah. So if you have any questions for your health, contact them. We have Jennifer Tremblay, the essential oil lady and and Samantha Eaton of healthy eating. so nice they're so nice to let us come in like I I can't even I get like a little emotional sometimes when I'm thinking about this trip because like so many people have just been so wonderful and kind and like been like yeah sure like come to our house crazy strangers yeah (laughs) Charlotte has been the first place that we have like made an official road trip together to be like we're going to interview women and people have just been like absolutely gracious and almost like VIP status. And I'm like, do you even have you heard of us? No, no. but it's oh, cool. You're kind. <laughs> anyway, today we are here with Samantha Eaton of the Healthy Eaton. What do you call it? A blog, a website, combination. Um, it's my company. Company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Small business owner yeah. and mm-hmm. a certified. I'm a certified nutritional health coach. Nutritional Not a certified nutritional. There's definitely a difference. There is yeah. a difference. <laughs> well, yeah. can you tell us what that difference is? Yeah. People that are listening might not know. That's a great point. So most nutritionists, if you go see a nutritionist, they might tell you eat this, don't eat that, eat this much of this, this much of this. It's very kind of restrictive and rules based, like numbers based. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. People that love math, that might be a great. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Don't Not do a math person. Exactly. I was told they were. You know, that's why I went to law school because we don't do math. There you go. Um, but with health coaching, we're kind of taught that there's more to health than just eating certain foods, right? Because you know, food definitely influences your body. What you eat tells your hormones what to do, and your hormones tell your body what to do. But there's also other things that affect that as well, like exercise, stress sleep, all these things together really make you healthy or not healthy. So what health coaches do is we kind of touch on all those areas. I love food, so I definitely talk about food a lot, but I have more of an intuitive eating type approach. So I won't necessarily tell you eat this, don't eat that, but we'll learn about what works best for your unique body and how much your unique body actually needs of certain things to work with your body instead of use someone else's rules to tell you what your body needs. So instead of like the 2000 calorie, this many grams of XYZ, it's more just like, okay, this is 
working for you. This is not that kind of situation. Yeah. Everyone's bodies need different amounts of different things. Um, so we definitely work together to figure out what works best for your unique body. Same with like the calorie counting thing. All calories are different. They're all made of or they all tell your body to do different things. So if you eat 100 calories of Oreos, that's telling your body, spike the blood sugar, let's get the insulin out, that's gonna store fat. Whereas if you eat 100 calories of kale, you're not gonna have that insulin spike, so you're not gonna have the fat stores that comes with it. So you can't just look at calories, there's a whole lot more to it than just that. That's so cool because like you think, you know, you hear like, oh, you eat a hundred, you eat 500 calories and you need to exercise and burn 500 calories and like knowing that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely the science behind it that we talk about as well, but it's not as easy as, oh, I reached my hundred, you know, 1500 calories for the day. I'm done. Well, it's like, well, what did you actually eat? Were you eating McDonald's all day? Is that what they were made up of? Or did you cook your own foods made of? real actual ingredients because your body will treat both of those very differently. That's so cool. I didn't know the difference. You know, you probably did, Suze, because you are in that area, but I'm just like, what? I don't know. So that's really cool. And I'm glad that you shared that. We're also here with Jennifer Tremblay, who is her mom and the essential oil lady. Yeah, which is so exciting. So you guys are our first like mom-daughter interview duo, which is kind of cool. So I guess it runs in the family. Yes. Which is exciting. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do, Jennifer? Sure. Well, I also went to school to become a certified holistic health coach, you know, like Samantha did. And I do do coaching on the side, but along the way, I discovered essential oils and I just love them. They really support my mission with, you know, treating the body as a whole and trying to avoid, you know, medication and synthetic things whenever possible. So I just fell in love with the essential oils. And now I spend, you know, pretty much most of my time and I certainly specialize in educating people about essential oils and how to use them safely and how to choose the good ones. You can actually, you know, like buy them at the gas station now. So it's really important that people know the difference difference between real essential oils and not and how to use them safely. So what's the difference between real essential oils and not real essential oils? Well, real essential oils, you know, come from plants. Um, they can come from the roots or the stems or the leaves. They're extracted in different ways and they have the same medicinal properties that the plants do that, you know, keep plants from thriving and, you know, they're able to handle extreme temperatures and ward off predators. And if you tear off a leaf, it just grows another one. So all those amazing properties that help plants are also transferable to people, assuming they're good, healthy plants and they're distilled and extracted the right way. The ones that you get, you know, online for the most part, or, you know, at Bed Bath & Beyond, they say like your lavender or whatnot, but pretty much they're just synthetic chemicals that are meant to smell like lavender. There really is none in it. And all supplements and all essential oils are part of that category that the FDA just doesn't cover. So anybody can put like all natural and 100% pure on the label, but it means nothing because nobody's testing and nobody's checking. So it's really, really important that you get oils that are potent and you get oils that are pure. Wow. Um, again, Suze, I'm sure you knew this. I didn't. So a little bit. That's pretty cool. And then using them safely, you know, people th might think that, you know, oh, they're just oils or herbs. I know you had an interesting person that talked about herbs before, but, you know, you have to use common sense and you have to be careful because they're very potent. So what's one unsafe way to use? What is a way we should avoid? Tell us the worst way to use an oil. Well, I always joke, you just don't want to do something stupid like, you know, pouring a bottle of oil in your eye or something. You really don't ever want to put them in your eyes, in your nose, in your mouth, or in your ears directly. In an open flame. Yes, yeah, so I have somebody. It's probably not a good idea. I somebody, First I, time someone asked me about that. Yeah, well, no, I have somebody that I was working with and she does candles and she was like, yeah, one time, you know, I like, wasn't smelling. So I like 
put a just poured some essential oil in it and then it turned into a volcano. It's like, yeah, people just don't think, you know? I mean, that's why I have a job. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> and you gotta be careful too, like things that seem so innocent, like the citrus oils, you know, like lime essential oil, whatever. It's you know, great in water and great for lots of things, but you don't ever wanna put it on your skin and then go out in the sun. Right. Like, do you wanna share your, your little story about lime juice on your hand on the boat? Oh yeah, I was making a mojito and I got some lime juice on my hand and I didn't wash it off and it like bubbled up and got all red and disgusting. So yeah, you definitely can, be careful. It's like burn. You get like second yeah. degree burn or yeah, whatever in the sun and that. Oh my god. And that was just from an actual lime. Yeah. And the lime oil is so much more concentrated. So that's just another like safety things with the citrus oils. You have to be careful with photosensitivity. Wow. That's intense. That is intense. <laughs> so how did you two kind of begin your journey to get into the holistic health phase of life or of business? How did you begin? Okay, well, I was actually in, you know, corporate business marketing forever. And then about 10 years ago, I was relocated from the Boston area down to Charlotte. And about eight weeks after that, I got laid off. And, you know, I was, they gave me the choice, like, we're really sorry. We're happy to send you back. But, you know, I love Charlotte. And it's after gorgeous here. After two months of yeah, changing your months. whole life. Exactly. But, you know, obviously I loved it here. And I was just finishing up my MBA. And I thought I'd be super marketable and get another job right away. But it didn't happen that way. I was actually unemployed for like two years. But during that time, my husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. So the combination of having like all that time on my hands and you know a newly diagnosed sick husband, I started learning everything I could about holistic health. So he was like my little guinea pig, and he tried like you know every juice, every supplement, and every everything that we could imagine. And he's doing really well, happy to say. But um, that's what sort of got me interested in that to begin with. And then I took a job at Earth Fair, and I was doing their marketing and community event kind of thing and anytime I would go to an event with like free food and stuff you know people want to come up and talk to you and tell you their stories so I learned a lot that way as well so I just started you know helping other people and sharing what I learned but I didn't have any real credentials to be doing it which made me a little nervous so I decided to go back to school and I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition oh, me too did you mm-hmm. loved it you know that was the one-year program to get my credentials and then I just started coaching and you know, just more and more stories, helping people, seeing like the miracles of just, you know, putting good nutrients in your body and, you know, detoxing bad stuff and using common sense and what a difference it made. So that was my personal story. Yeah. I mean, mine started the same as her basically because of my dad. And when we started having him make some changes to his diet and lifestyle and we saw his symptoms actually improve, like you can't ignore that. It's just like, such a amazing thing to see how what you're putting in your body immediately affects not only long term but immediately affects how you look and feel and live your life and how happy you are and everything like that so um when i started seeing that i'm like people need to know that there's little tips and tricks that they can do or you know things that they can incorporate into their life or you know pick one thing versus the other it doesn't have to be hard or complicated or radical Mm -hmm. but there can be little things you can do to set yourself up for a healthier happier future and to live a healthier happier life now too so that definitely inspired me to go I went to IN too a little family I know (laughs) but yeah once I went there that's definitely what got the ball rolling for me Mm -hmm. and so what was it like kind of taking your passion and turning it into a career I've actually always been an entrepreneur shouldn't say always but you know since my early 20s so I've had my own businesses off and on. Uh, Samantha and I actually started a nonprofit, which she can tell you a little bit about. So pretty much when I went back to the corporate world after you know having my own company, it was 
pretty much to, well, basically earn money for, you know, to pay for my kids' college. It wasn't my first choice of things because once you're out on your own, it's a little hard to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, you know, taking the job at Earth Fair, I mean, it was obviously like a huge pay cut, but the reason I did it was because I needed health insurance you know, for my husband and whatnot. So it served a purpose for the time, but, you know, honestly, I couldn't wait until I finished school and I could get out on my own. And that's kind of when, you know, Obamacare came into play and the whole marketplace insurance. So I was able to get insurance for myself and not have to work for someone else to get insurance. So that whole kind of just everything happening at the same time was Mm -hmm. a perfect time to just, you know, get out, start my own business and go back to what I love doing best. And I had mentioned before that I have my MBA and it's actually an MBA in entrepreneurial thinking and innovative practices. So I just love you know, anything creative, innovative, entrepreneurial. Awesome. So it's a great fit. And, you know, with the essential oils, I use a brand called doTERRA and I, you know, I work with them. So it's kind of a combination of the holistic health stuff with the business stuff and, you know, the being out in the public stuff. So it's just a really good combination of things. That's a good fit for me. Good. That's awesome. And so how did that inspire you then to do your own thing? Cause I feel like this is kind of running in the family, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and even from, a young age as well. I used to organize like parties for little girls in my neighborhood. Do you remember that? <laughs> I'd like put flyers in all their, you know, the parents' mailboxes and stuff and have all these girls over and do all these activities and do like take home presents and stuff. I was very into it. Um, so I guess I was kind of born with that in me as well. And then, yeah, I started with my mom's help, of course, a nonprofit when I was in high school because we needed to do a certain amount of community service hours. And I was like, why do it for someone else when I can like come up with my own thing that I'm actually passionate about and want to do? So it was called Little Things Mean a Lot. And I collected the little toiletry samples that you get from hotels that everyone can grab. They're like free, basically. <laughs> and um, you just have them like laying around in your house, not doing anything. So why not give those to people who could actually need and use them? So I started again by putting flyers. I had really great neighbors. Um, put flyers <laughs> in my neighbor's Supportive mailbox. Supportive community. Exactly. It's all about community, right? And I stapled little like brown paper bags to it and said, okay, on this day at this time, I'm going to drive around and pick up all your bags. And I remember doing that with my mom driving me, of course, <laughs> and then dumping them out on the floor of our family room. And there was a huge amount. I had no idea we would get that type of response. And just people were so generous. So from there, I just kept doing collections and I did it up through after college too, just here and there, not obviously as into it as I was back in the day when I had more time, but it was great. So then um, after college, I started working in marketing department for a really big company and I just was miserable every day. Like my job wasn't that hard or challenging, but I couldn't find something that I actually liked about it or looked forward to doing. And I dreaded going to work and it spilled out into other areas of my life. It's not just the controlled thing. It's everything. Mm -hmm. And I was just unhappy. And then when she found out about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, she was like, you need to do this. Like, this is your calling. This is it. Like, this is your thing. And I was engaged like a couple months into my engagement at that point. And I was a very DIY bride. I did everything myself. I made, it was amazing. I loved it. But I'm like, this is my full-time job on top of my full-time job. I can't totally immerse. So I'm going to wait. Then one month after we got married, I enrolled at IAN. I don't like downtime. I'm always, I need to be yeah, yeah. I'm very similar. I'm very similar. If I like don't, if I'm not busy, I just get anxious. Yes. I'm just like, Ugh, what's happening? It's I hard to, to like relax do. and watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And then it's just like, Ugh. 
God, now I need to do my next thing. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So what was it like making that switch from corporate going into your new integrative nutrition? Kind of something that you hadn't really necessarily gone too much into before. You knew a little bit about from your mom, but like, yeah. What was that like? So I had a big rude awakening with that. I thought that, so my specialty is helping women who are frustrated with trying all kinds of different diets, restricting themselves for eating stuff that they love. When they do eat what they love, they feel guilty bad about themselves, like they failed and all that. And so that was my personal background. And I battled with that for a very long time before I realized there was a better, easier, more enjoyable way to still look and feel great without you know, restricting yourself all the time. So I thought, okay, if I present this to the world, like, hey, you don't have to feel miserable all the time. You don't have to restrict yourself. You can eat stuff you love and enjoy it and still look and feel amazing that people would just come pouring in and that everyone would be like, yes, oh my God, I want to stop dieting. I want to get off this crazy cycle. Please help me. Nothing. It was like crickets. And I'm like, why? Why don't people understand this? I don't understand. And that was so hard for me because it was just, completely opposite what I thought it was going to be. Right. It was well, a hard, hard lesson. It's a hard lesson, especially when you're like, you've thrown everything to, else to the side and you're like, okay, I'm focusing on this and this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. And you're like, like, you believe in it so much. Yes. And then when you're like, I have answers for you. Yeah. And when you've gone through you? it yourself, you're yeah. like, I know it doesn't need to be like that. Like, right. Come on. It's like, I know what you're feeling. I yeah. have the answers. Exactly. Where'd everybody go? Yeah. Like, where are you? Mm-hmm. What's going on? So how did you kind of, pull out of that space and go into a new one? How did you like go about making it not so crickets? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I kind of had to start from scratch. Like I thought it was going to be easy. I, then I'm like, Oh, okay. I have to take what I've learned in marketing and in school and apply that. But now there's all social media and stuff. And I didn't do that in my other job, but that's such a big, important part of marketing. Everything's about content generation all the time. You need to be putting stuff out there, free stuff out there. Like you're just constantly generating stuff for people to use all the time. Um, and that was a big, you know, learning experience and thing I had to kind of figure out and start doing. And so I created the blog, I created the newsletter, I created all the social media sites, like all those things that you should be doing. And then it's like, Oh, now you have to populate them like every single day and then create bigger, you know, free things on top of that to give to people all the time. And so that was another challenging thing because I'm like, well, when do I actually coach people? How do I actually make money doing this? So I don't have to go back to that full-time job. And that's, I mean, it's it's still really hard. It's really hard. (laughs) One of the things that I think that I love, and it was like kind of playing in the background for a little bit is you did, um, taste testing with your dad for like snacks. (laughs) Yeah, we did it right here. Healthy snacks. Um, (laughs) I think that's awesome. First of all, and you get like someone who's not necessarily like in the health professions yeah. view on it. So I think that's hysterically well, funny. Well, that was extra awesome. funny because my dad normally, he has what I call the dad personality, the dad sense of humor, laughs yeah. at his own jokes all yep. along. <laughs> dad like, jokes. so funny about They're everything. Funny. But as soon as I put the camera in front of him and he was on, he was so serious. He took it so, he was talking about flavor profiles. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? We're yeah. literally just here talking about Except, snacks. Like, you're not my dad. Who are you? Like, be, that's why I wanted to do it with him because he's so funny. He has such a great personality. And it just like, as soon as the camera started rolling, he was a different guy. I'm like, oh. He just wanted to do such a I good job. I know he did. He not put a lot of yeah. pressure on. And, they yeah. do. They always like, I feel like dad's parents and they're always just like, want so badly to like, be good for you. Like my dad... I asked him, I was like, hey, do you have an extra, like, uh, Microsoft Office laying around? Like, I just got a new laptop, and I know that there's, like, a lot of computers 
we've got, if, do you have an extra one? Like, did it come with a computer? He was like, oh, you know, like, I'll look for it, blah, blah. And like two weeks later in the mail, I get this like fully like tricked out, loaded Microsoft business office suite thing. And I'm just like, I don't know if we had this here, but like, okay. Um, and then my mom was like, well, yeah, when your dad went out and got you Microsoft office, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I literally just asked him if he had it laying around, but he like went crazy and like went out and got it. But it's just, they just like want so much to make it like good for you and better for you. And like, oh, they're so cute. But going, no, they are. But going, but and playing off of that, what is it like as someone who has your own business, like seeing your daughter go through it and wanting to help, but obviously not being able to dictate everything because, like, she obviously has to learn things for herself, and there's lessons, and it's different. And what is that like? Uh, Well, it's much different than when we worked together when she was a teenager, you know, with the nonprofit. Because back then, you know, I knew everything; she didn't know anything, and it was, you know, a lot easier because I could, you know, I showed her how to do marketing. I showed her how to do a database. I showed her how to use QuickBooks. I helped her, you know, write speeches and, you know, I just helped with everything. And that was a lot easier for me. But now, like she mentioned, you know, so much of marketing is social media and like everything has changed. So as much as I, I think I give her good ideas and help her here and there, I mean, she's so much better at this stuff than I am. Just everything she does, you know, I think is amazing. And I don't know if you guys ever watch the show, The Goldbergs. Oh my God. Yes. How they talk about like the mom goggles, like the mom can't see anything. I I mean, I just, Goggles. Yeah, what can I say? She's adorable. She's wonderful. She's smart. And, I mean, I just, I'm Amazing. always like telling my friends, like, go to her website and read her testimonial. She helps like so many people. Mm, yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm very proud of her. And, you know, she's amazing. Honestly, she helps me with my business more than I help her. Oh, so what's it, like? what's it like when that flip kind of happens? Like, what does that feel like? Sort of a mixed blessing, I guess. I mean, you always want to raise your kids to be like, you know, independent and good at stuff and better you are and you know you want to call him uh, you know now you can help me kind of come (laughs) but just I guess from a you know ego standpoint or whatever I just always want to feel like you know obviously I have like value and I know I you know I help her and stuff too but oh yeah you know you brought life into the world it's fine yeah but it's fun (laughs) it's fun working together but you know she's just so busy and she didn't mention she also is a personal chef so that's also like you know you would think it would be like a dream to have a daughter that's a personal chef, but she's like so busy. So well, and then when she comes, yeah. like her work, her job is probably cooking. So when she comes here, she's like, yeah. "Okay, mom, you can make me food." Well, honestly, oh, she comes geez. over to visit, and I put a knife and a sweet potato mm-hmm. in her hand, and she cuts like you know perfect sweet potato fry sizes for me. And here, these are my vegetables. <laughs> yeah, while we're talking here. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But that's yeah. helpful as well. I had some great sweet potato fries last night that a friend of mine made. And I was like, I don't usually like these, but these are good. Mm. Um, so I noticed on your website you have, you're selling product on there as well. Like you have a store attached. Oh, that's my Amazon store. So I just, there's products that I use and love. So people ask me all the time, like, what do you buy? What do you use? Um, so I just created like an Amazon store okay. to direct, if people like want to see it quickly, like, oh, what brand do you buy for things? I just direct them there. I don't gotcha. personally have product. Got it. That's cool. I was confused because I was like <laughs> looking at it and I was like, ooh, a store. And so I guess what has the process been like involving a website? Because from IIN, I too was like, the peeps will find me. It will be great. Yeah. And there's a lot of hustle involved. What has it been like kind of crafting your own brand and marketing and finding your own self instead of being like, I want to be like that person or that person? Because one of the things with any successful website I think or a coach or it's it's you have to kind of craft your own self and authenticity within it in order for it to stay real because people can touch 
that. Mm-hmm. So how has that been and and how, when did you, or not when, but I guess how did you start? What was the first step? And like, what has it been like watching it evolve? Yeah. So for mine, I, as I was going through IAN in school, um, I was like, I need to have an amazing website. Like in this day and age, the, as soon as you hear about anything, you Google it and then you go to the website and you're like, is this legit? Is this okay? So I'm like, for me, it is so important before I even coach anyone, I want to have a really solid website because I want to look really professional. Like, you know, I want to reflect how I feel about myself and how I help people yeah. on my site. Yeah. So I hired someone and it took like eight months to get that thing perfect. Oh I, God. I'm a recovering perfectionist, I like to say, and I'm just trying to move away from that. But at the time I was so I'm like, everything needs to be so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came up with the, or my mom actually came up with my company name, Healthy Eaton. And I got the logo for that. Love, love the logo for it. And I gave it to a designer and we kind of like based the site around it. But at that time, like I said, I hadn't coached anyone. So I didn't know what I wanted my niche to be yet. Mm-hmm. So I kept it very generic. And I was like, all right, I'll keep it generic. As I coach people, I'll see what I like helping people with the most, and then I'll refine. But it's been three years, and I now am super, I guess, niched out. I know who I love helping. I know who I'm really good at helping, but I haven't updated the website since. But I'm in the process now of um, of updating it to reflect that because as soon as someone goes on a site, you only want it to take a couple of seconds for them to know what you do, how you help, if you could even help them. But right now I feel like my site is just any health coach could slap their name on there and it would, you know, it's kind of generic. So I'm definitely looking to niche that up more because it's really important to talk to a specific type person instead of keep it very generic. Yeah, I am so on board with that. I mean, that's how I, uh, I mean, I'm a lawyer obviously, so like we're not super good at anything related to marketing and or social media or just client relations in general. But I, you know, I am very big on really niching yourself down because that's where you find your people. It's like you said, that's where you find your ideal client. That's where you find like the people that are going to be your champions. And I think that's literally the only reason that I made it, you know, even as far as I I have, um, because (laughs) If you just go to somebody's website and it's like, oh, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. It's like, can you really? Yeah. Can you really do yeah. that? I don't really know. But if you niche down and you become like the expert in that category, yeah. it's really, really helpful. Exactly. Like if you hurt your foot, you go to a foot specialist. You don't go right. to a generic doctor. You know that the foot specialist probably knows way more about it than that generic doctor. And exactly. I feel like that's the same for health coaching that you need to have that specific niche because that's all you think about. That's all you do. That's all you research. That's your big passion, that one specific thing. So I know if it were me, I'd love to go to that specific person rather than a person mm-hmm. who helps everyone do everything. Yeah. Can I ask a, uh, a dumb question? That no question's a dumb question. Well, can I ask a I don't know anything about eating good things question? What is ghee and why should I eat it? Oh, yeah. So ghee is just clarified know. butter. So, so what does that mean? I don't understand. I've seen it everywhere lately. I don't really know what it is. So if you take regular butter and you put it in like a pot and boil it, this will be like the firm stuff on top. It looks okay. like that. So it's firm, similar to butter, but there's no well, that dairy. Good. Yeah, it's it is butter, it but it smells like caramel. Kind of. We're smelling. We're, We're smelling. We're passing around here right now. Yeah, so see. the cool thing about that is that the dairy's been removed from it. So it's a great source of healthy fats. But if you have dairy intolerance, you can eat that safely and still get the benefits from the healthy fats, still get the delicious taste because that smells and tastes amazing, um, wow. but without the dairy. So okay, cool. Sorry. Like, I was on your, I'm on your website, <laughs> as we do. I know. I'm, like, on your website. We were, like, looking around, and I have wanted to ask somebody that for a long time, and I just 
Don't know. I I forgot about it until this very moment. I wanted to ask before we moved on. So anyone that wants to know what key is, now you <laughs> Do know. Do you have a link on your website? Probably on that shoes. It's on the shop. Yeah, it's on the shop. There shopping. is a brand I use and love. Eat good fat. Ancient organics. Yep, that's it. Ancient organics. We'll take it. It's from grass fed cows too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's really it. important. It is too. important. Yeah. So tell. So again, tell us why that's important. Well, you know, most people know about you know if you don't get something that's organic, you risk you know, the fact that there's probably pesticides and stuff used in it. And then there's genetically modified, you know, grains, usually most corn and soy and that type of thing is made with genetically modified seeds. So if you think about it, you know, everyone is out to make money and people, for the most part, you know, that own cows and farms and that kind of thing, they just want to feed their cows the cheapest thing possible, get them as big as they can, as fast as they can, and, you know, turn them over and get the money. So most of the cows are fed these grains that are made with, you know, pesticides and genetic modified stuff in them so whatever you're eating when you you know eat anything from that animal you're getting that as well yeah same with growth hormones and antibiotics too yeah. all that comes through in all the dairy products which is really scary yeah, dairy and meat yeah yeah and even if you get like the um the milk that has like no added hormones it still has hormones yeah. in it because you know cows that you know just have babies have hormones anyway so just like people yeah just, just like, like people, people. Yeah. and most of the stuff that they use to you know feed the cows to get them bigger and you know faster you're getting them and i mean not too many people want to get bigger and you know faster and yeah whatever that would be ideal. But you don't you don't think a lot of people realize you know you have to be concerned not only with what you're eating but with you know what you're eating has been eating mm-hmm. you are what you eat ate. yeah <laughs> yeah what you eat it that's funny I like that. Do you have any questions? Because I can keep rapid fire. No, I have a lot of questions. How did the personal chef aspect of your business evolve? When did that come in? That's a good question. Um, I've always loved food and cooking pretty much since my, since college. Growing up, my parents did not cook. We had a lot of Kraft Mac and Cheese, Hamburger Helper, anything that was super fast and quick that they didn't have to actually prepare or do anything with. Um, and then when I was in college, I discovered Rachel Ray and her 30 minute meals and I fell in love with it. And I'm like, Oh, I love this whole concept of it. I want to eat delicious foods, but normally if you eat delicious foods, they're not necessarily that healthy. <laughs> right. So I'm like, how do I still eat those foods, but also still look and feel good. So that's when I came up with a lot of different healthy food swaps where I make delicious things, but I make them with better for you ingredients. And I needed to learn how to do that because I did not have a background growing up with that. Um, I didn't know how to cook eggs until I graduated college. Really? That's like the only thing I knew how to cook. Yeah. I don't think I knew that like vegetables like grew from the ground until <laughs> I really did it. I'm like, yeah. this is I think that was just like our generation because we were doing so many things. Our parents were graciously taking us around, carting us. Like I had Chick-fil-A like probably three times a week after soccer practice because like we'd get out at like 8 o'clock. Couldn't really get anything else. It was better than McDonald's, maybe. And then I was just like, whatever, eat something. Yeah, Yeah. You get food in your body. Exactly. And it wasn't as big and like the information wasn't as readily available for parents to like yeah. understand, okay, you know, this isn't great. So it's like, we think back sometimes, I think we're like, oh my God, why did my parents give me that? But it's like, oh, because like no one knew and they were yeah. being told that it was good. Mm-hmm. And nobody eat. talked about it. Like now everybody's talking about food and stuff back then. Like just nobody even talked about it. Yeah. That blows my mind. It's like, what did people talk about? Yeah, what did people talk about? Because that's all people talk about now. Well, I feel like they were like, how cool is it that you can go through a drive-thru? It's two seconds to get something to eat. 
Yeah. And they were like, wow, there's a new chain coming up now. Mm -hmm. Ooh, did you try that other chain? That's true. And now it's like, uh, what's local? Mm -hmm. And it's like the Monica Lewinsky scandal on OJ Simpson is like what I think of when I think of my childhood. I'm just like, those are the two things that I think people talked about. There you go. You would. The lawyer. Um, Okay, so... One of the things that we had just, we just touched on and I want to like kind of circle back to is you talk about, you want to make you like healthy substitutes Oh yeah. and you know, make being able to eat things that you still, that you really like without depriving yourself. Like that's awesome. Totally up my block. So can we like, I do some rapid fire with you on like what, like either brands or types of things you can do or et cetera, et cetera. Like I didn't prep you for this. So sure. don't freak out if like you don't know the answer. It's fine. She literally <laughs> has notes. I literally have been taking notes as we've been sitting here, so I'm like, I want to know these things. Okay. Okay, so if we are, so what's, like, a type of, you know, ice cream craving? What should we do? Yeah, so you can either make it yourself, either if you have an ice cream maker, you can take full-fat coconut milk, you know, the cans, but you can pour the whole thing into a big bowl, put in a couple drops of stevia or whatever your favorite sweetener is, a little vanilla extract, and mix it up and pour it into your ice cream maker. So that's three ingredient vanilla ice cream right there. You can put cacao powder in it if you want chocolate. You could also do the frozen banana method. Frozen that's banana, food processor, <laughs> super easy. If you wanted to buy ice cream, I try to avoid dairy myself. There's this brand called Nada Moo that I love. They have this mint chocolate chip brand that's so, so good. So Ooh. I go with that one. Oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> so we hit on mac and cheese earlier. Yeah. So what's your thought on that? I feel like you're passionate about mac and cheese. Yes. Who isn't passionate about <laughs> mac and cheese, right? So I actually have a recipe on my blog. And again, I avoid dairy, but the great thing is there's so many ways to make things that aren't dairy taste cheesy because cheese is one of the hardest things for people to give up. Even if they're like, every time I eat dairy, my stomach hurts, but I just can't stop eating cheese. That's me. I'm literally like, such a common thing. Yes. Yes. But the key is you've got to replace it because if you just restrict yourself, you're going to want it more. And then when you have it, you're going to go crazy and eat a ton of it. Yeah. An entire block of goat cheese. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? Oh, I've done that. I didn't know I didn't eat all the goat cheese last night. I didn't even open it. I was like, goat cheese is like better for me because it doesn't like mess with me as much. It's an easier one for a lot of people. Yeah. But still, you know, maybe don't eat the entire log. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it out there. But there's this magical thing called nutritional yeast. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah. I use nutritional. Yeah. So I did a raw vegan dude chef certification and nutritional yeast is like my favorite invention oh here we go we have some now show and smell show and smell smell. so nutritional yeast is an inactive form of yeast there's a lot of b vitamins in there a lot of essential amino acids it's great especially for people that are vegan because they get a lot of nutrients that most of us get from eating meat oh Um, but it tastes kind of cheesy when you combine it with cashews Mm-hmm. And so in the mac and cheese recipe, there's cashews in there, nutritional yeast in there, some sea salt, some other goodies. Um, and when you blend it all up, you can just pour it over your mac and cheese and it tastes delicious. Or your pasta. Those, um, so I made Caroline raw tacos and the oh, cheesiness yeah. was the cashews and the nutritional yeast with a little bit of paprika and um, cayenne pepper and oh, sea nice. salt. See, the more you know. So good, yeah. Um, so pizza, same thing, I guess. Yeah, with pizza, if you do want pizza out, 
I always try to say to focus on adding. So if you just have pizza by itself, you can probably eat a lot of slices. But if you have a big salad to start with and then you have your pizza, you're probably gonna eat less because you're starting to get full up on you know fiber and stuff from the veggies. So at least you're kind of balancing it. Yeah. Um, always try to make it yourself though. Everything tends to be more nutritious if you make it yourself. You know and can control what actually goes into your food, how much of it's used to make your food. Um, there's so many really fun creative recipes out there for different vegetable-based crusts are fun you can do cauliflower crust it's like one of the most popular ones out there now trader joe's has their own brand that you can buy pre-made which is a good option too that is nice yeah peanut butter what are your thoughts on peanut butter yeah so peanut butter um if you go to actually cancer.gov uh they reveal that by eating peanut butter you're increasing your risk for liver problems and liver cancer there's a stuff called aflatoxins that can develop from peanuts because they're grown underground in soft permeable pods so they're way more apt to have molds grown in them and on them even organic ones because that's just how peanuts are grown and they give off this aflatoxin that can increase your risk for some problems also a couple other things with that to me is the scary thing. <laughs> it's even on like a government-based cancer website like you yeah. can't ignore that yeah i used to do these sugar talks and i would go to the sugar website and it would be like despite all the research pointing toward sugar as being bad for you eh, it's in moderation yeah we don't we can't, can't prove really. that it's sugar and it was like at the top of the page and i was just like and that was a really bad summary of like how blatant it actually was like yeah. it was so dreadful i was looking at it being like you have to be kidding yeah and how can those people like sleep at night right you know Damn lawyers. Um, so, what do you, so what do you suggest, you know, PB&J was like a state oh, yeah, I so, so what do you suggest as a way around And that's that? what I always tell clients. I'll never say, you know, there's all these health be- or health dangers for this one thing. Okay, bye. It's like, no, yeah. what do you replace it with, right? right? So the biggest thing that I use and that my clients agree is the best supplement or replacement for that is sunflower seed butter or sun butter. Oh. Um, so that tends to be the closest in taste. You might need to add a little sea salt to it to get that same saltiness from peanut butter. Um, but any type of actual nut-based or seed-based butters, like almond butter is a great yeah, one too. Mm-hmm. But flavor-wise, some yeah. butter I think is the way to go. Almond butter doesn't always cut it for me because I'm oh like, oh, I mean, I like it for like different reasons. Like I like almond butter in a different way, but like yeah. if I want peanut butter, I'm just like, oh, different. this isn't helping yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could live off that. with the almond butter. Okay, I could butter live off of almond butter. butter. I know you could. Um, okay, la- my last one, my last question is, so like juices, because I know like kids like juice, you know, mm-hmm. I'm dating a pediatric dentist and he's very anti-juice, but you're not always going to be able to get away from like juice OJ or like whatever. What is What are your thoughts on that? So OJ is just sugar water, basically. There's no nutrients in it at all. The cell wall, so when you juice anything, if you have a juicer, you're putting things through the juicer and the cell walls break down in the fruits and veggies and they release antioxidants, nutrients, vitamins, everything into the juice. Those have a shelf life, similar to an apple, how it gets brown. The shelf life is about 15 minutes, maybe a half hour that you want to drink that drink. Anything longer than that, you're losing a ton of nutrients. So the juices you see pre-bottled in the grocery store are pretty much sugar water. In a wow. Bottle. Wow. So like the $7 Whole Foods. Yeah. If you, you know, can get it fresh, like the juice bars and things, that's great. But anything that's been sitting around for a while, it's, I don't think it's worth it. So just go get it fresh? Yeah, or... get it fresh. You know, like, or, or have less of it. Less if you of it. love OJ, instead of having an eight ounce glass, can you have a four ounce glass? You know? Right. Awesome. So do you have any other like cool swaps that are like your favorite or things that you don't think most people would think of or know of? 
I could literally talk about this all day. Yeah. I'm obsessed with food. For me, I love chocolate so Same. much. Same. So much. Oh, yeah. um, and I eat chocolate every single day, sometimes twice a day. But the key to it is to make it with better for you ingredients. So I use cacao powder and I mix that with various things depending on what I want to make. So, for example, in the morning... On Tuesdays, I have two personal chef clients back to back. So I'm out of my house all day long on Tuesday. And I don't really have time to eat because I'm cooking and running around. So I know in the morning I need to make a giant really filling breakfast to last me that long. So I make a raw chocolate protein brownie. And mm. it tastes like a brownie. It's delicious. I'm that's literally looking at it right now. It's like, yeah, that's it's where it landed. Exactly. Yeah, that's where I landed. Don't oh, they look funny. delicious? They'll They're be really so good. good. And there's a ton of healthy fats in it. There's a ton of protein in it. Um, there's some complex carbs in there. And it keeps me full for hours. And it's loaded with nutrients. So it satisfies any type of chocolate craving I would potentially have. Um, and it keeps me full for a long time. And it's loaded with nutrients. Awesome. So how, as a mom, does this make you feel to be able to see her kind of like lighting up over what she's doing and as a business owner, because like, you know what it takes obviously to be able to run a business for an extended period of time. So like, what does that make you feel? Oh, I love it. I mean, I love that she's so happy and passionate. I love that she like makes chocolate things and shares them with me. (laughs) We went on a road trip last year and she made us a bunch of those brownies, just like in little balls. And I ate those for like two days in the car because... You know, I didn't want to get anything from the gas the station. Chocolate we stopped. Yeah. The sun better ones. Those are oh, really that's what I was. Yeah, are, those are amazing. Those are on there too. Yeah. How do you like portion control yourself there? Because like I just keep eating them. <laughs> that's a good question. They're so good. If you so a lot of answers to this. The first one is you can just make an individual size. So instead of making a ton, you just make enough for one and then eat that. Um, But the longer approach to that is I go intuitive eating. So I just, you know, listen to my body, listen to what it wants and needs. If I fill up on that, I'm not going to eat just because it's 12 o'clock for lunch. You know, I'm going to wait until my body tells me it's hungry again. So the calories in that and all the macros or whatever in that is probably the same as someone else eating a breakfast, a snack, a lunch, a snack. I'm just eating it all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, And it keeps me full for the same amount of time. Wow. You want to show your little... I know you can't see this, but it's a little candy mold that looks like a Hershey bar. Yeah. So one of Sam's recipes that she gave me that I love that I make pretty much every day, Mm -hmm. it's just three ingredients. It's um, two tablespoons of cacao powder, two tablespoons of melted coconut oil, and two tablespoons of maple syrup, or you could use honey. But just those three ingredients, and you just... Heat it up on the little saucepan for like you know, 10 seconds. Stir it together, pour it in this, and put it in the freezer for like five minutes. And it just breaks off like a candy bar. It's delicious. So portion control, I always tease my husband. It's like, I'm making chocolate for you. And then I'll like walk into the office with one little square because I've eaten the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have, I struggle with portion control. But I think, you know, like you said, it kind of all, you know, it all works out. It all balances. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're having healthier choices, then I feel like in the long run, you're, you're better off. Yes. I struggle with portion control. I make yummy things. Caroline does. I always have something. Oh, yeah. She feeds me all the time. I go over there and she's like, I'm making you like raw vegan lasagna. And I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. And then I go over there and I eat it. It's amazing. And then I'm full for like the rest of the evening. Yeah. Which is shocking because like for me, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is like not a lot. And why? Okay. I'm going to have to go home and eat cereal. (laughs) And then I leave Susie's. I'm like, I can't eat anymore. Like I couldn't even eat cheesecake that went well. Like raw cashew cheesecake mm-hmm. whatever yeah I like couldn't even have that afterwards because I was like I'm so full right now how is this Water happening good nutrients yeah like protein a lot of healthy fats that fills you up right I'm like what <laughs> witchcraft are you doing over here woman <laughs> you do I know so that's um, awesome so I guess 
before we start wrapping things up, when you bring it back to the essential oils, um, what do you think, like if you were recommending three oils as staples for people to keep to make their lives better or to feel healthier or they're just interested and they're looking to explore something new, what three, maybe one, five, like what would you tell people who are just kind of dipping their toes into the oils? Gosh, that, that's such a good question. And you had mentioned before we were talking about how important it is to have a niche. And that I struggle with that because I sort of feel like, you know, these oils are wonderful that help everybody no matter what you have going on. There's something in it, you know, that will help you. But I guess if I had to, you know, just pick a few of them, um, peppermint is a good go-to oil for me. Peppermint's great for digestive issues. It's good for energy. It's good for, like, tension and headaches. So that's a really good one. Uh, lavender. You know, for obvious reasons, it's very calming. But what a lot of people don't know is it's also very calming for skin type issues. So mm. if anyone has a burn or a bite or your or have eyebrows juice. get red and puffy when you have them waxed, whatever, oh, yeah. you know, your skin is, you know, red and puffy, whatever. Lavender is very calming for that as well. So that's a good one. And then um, probably I would say frankincense. And I can only talk about, you know, doTERRA because that's the brand I know. But when you get the really, really high quality, potent frankincense, that helps with pretty much everything. They call that the king of oils because it's got all plants for the most part have like antibacterial and antiviral and anti-tumor qualities and anti-cancer and, you know, everything. Just some have more than others. But frankincense seems to have like the most of those helpful types of constituents. So whatever you're using it with, it makes it better. And it's especially good for inflammation. It helps with like wrinkles and skin stuff. And, you know, I can't make any medical claims, but if you go, you know, and do your own research, it has been linked to a lot of um, helping serious diseases. We'll leave it at that. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually, and this is my personal story on this, but my dog has a really like aggressive form of cancer and like uh-huh. actually somebody, and he's very young and like somebody actually was like, Oh, get frankincense oil because like it can help not like stop the cancer obviously, but it helps like it not go so like psycho wild everywhere. So like that was something that somebody told me and that's where they were like, it's going to be expensive, but like, it'll be worth it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll do whatever. Um, so I just, I think it's really, really cool to, to kind of see what's happening. That's too. I know they probably told you to like dilute it a little bit when you use it, but like a 15 milliliter size bottle has 250 drops in it. And you really need like one drop at a time if it's a really potent stuff. Yeah. So it's worth it to, you know, get, get the good stuff and, you know, use it as direct. Cool. And can you talk for a moment about a carrying oil? So I know sometimes essential oils, like you need a carrying oil to put it on your body because it is so potent or... Yes. So they typically recommend when you're using essential oils topically, you know, on the skin to use a carrier oil. And a carrier oil is basically any kind of an oil with fat in it. Technically an essential oil is not an oil. Well, we'll get to that later. But (laughs) but an actual carrier oil, like olive oil from your kitchen or jojoba oil or almond oil, any of those oils, coconut oil great um, carrier oils and there's three reasons why you want to do that the first reason is some oils can be hot or people can just be sensitive to them like peppermint you know you could put a peppermint you know on your arm and be fine but you could put it on your arm and have a bright red stripe so oh, wow. if you dilute it with a little bit of the carrier oil you don't get that hot you know on contact spot and when you use a carrier oil it doesn't dilute the potency of the essential oils at all so you don't have to worry about that the second reason for 
using a carrier oil is sort of practicality. Like if you have a stiff neck and you take one drop of oil on your finger and you know put one dab on your neck, you're not going to cover a very big area. But if you have a little bit of a carrier oil with it, you can cover a much bigger area. And then the third reason, I had mentioned that real essential oils are not really oily. They're actual volatile, they call like volatile compounds from the plants and they're almost watery so they can evaporate quickly. So when you use a carrier oil, it helps make sure that they absorb into the skin before they evaporate. They add like a little weight to it so it you know, gets into your skin. But it get, they get into your bloodstream within 20 seconds and within 20 minutes they're in every cell in your body. So they're pretty awesome. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. They, they work so great. And like the problem that Sam was having, like why doesn't everybody want to get these and know about these? You know, <laughs> yeah. I kind of go through that too because you know, I get people that will say, oh, I don't know about that. I have to do some more research, but yet they're using, you know, Glade plugins and Lysol sprays <laughs> and things that. that are, you know, known cancer causing and neurological problems with them. But yeah, your house smells fantastic. Yeah. By the way, really it smells good. wonderful in here for Thank anyone you. who's not here. Um, okay. Well, we are kind of coming to the end of our time together, which seems so fast as usual, but if there's one thing that both of you could tell people looking to start a career in like the holistic field, that's a, it's a heavy question, but what would it be? You know, what would you tell someone? Find something you're super passionate about and have a really big, strong, powerful reason why you're doing it. Because if you don't, it's going to be really easy to give up as soon as things get hard. That's a good point. I think that's a good point for anybody, period, but good point. Oh gosh, that that is a really good point. Yeah. Not to like sound like a Debbie Downer, but I guess it would be to have realistic expectations because the services we provide are wonderful, but you know, what we charge for like one hour of time, people don't realize that there's you know like eight or ten hours mm. of prep time and after time, you know, so there has to be a cost to it. And you just need to figure out, you know, how many hours you really want to work and how many clients would that be to reach the financial goals that you want and just I would say have realistic expectations and also, you know, be open minded to maybe adding a product or an additional service or something like I never really intended to you know sell essential oils I just wanted to use them and share them but you know I have to say that the income that comes in helps me to do the coaching and the other things that I do otherwise I probably wouldn't be able to afford to do that full-time yeah so that's That's two really cool things like like price appropriately and like build it all in yeah and think about before after all that and don't be afraid to kind of modify and and make things work and wiggle around to figure out your spot. Yeah. Sometimes it's like with everything else, you have to compromise a little bit. Right. You know, and adjust as you go. And it just kind of goes full circle. You know, eventually if you can, you know, afford to do what you want, then you can help offset and do more of what you like. Yeah. Just have realistic expectations going in. That's so important. So important. All right. Well, if we want to find you guys online, like where do we find you all? Both. I mean, there's only two of you. Yeah. Where do we find you? (laughs) My website is healthyeaten.com. Can you spell that? Yes. Healthy, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y. And then my last name, E-N-E-A-T-O-N.com. And then, of course, social media. All over the social (laughs) media. All over the social media. Posted daily. So what's that? Where are you on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, it's at Healthy Eaten. Um, on Facebook, you can type in Healthy Eaten, and that will come up there, too. I have a YouTube channel. I up, I update, like, Twitter and all that stuff, too, but I'm not. That's not my favorite. Yeah. It's not my favorite one. Yeah, we think. always, we, like, link our Instagram to our <laughs> Twitter, and we're just, like, I don't even have to do anything yeah, with right. that. We're yeah. really bad at tweeting back, 
Sorry, yeah, guys. yeah. We're Same. like we're on there somewhere. Just we find us anywhere on the we're internet. Like, Google Just us. Google us. <laughs> exactly. So where do we find you? Before me, though, tell them about your private Facebook group. With oh yeah, and I have a private Facebook group called Fed Up Dieters Find Food Freedom. And if you search that in um, Facebook, there's like almost five, there's like five over 500 people in there now. Um, and it's just a private group community of people that are kind of fed up with dieting. They've reached what I call their diet rock bottom. And I'm always encouraging people to post in there if they're looking for any encouragement, motivation, support, if they have questions, if they have, you know, struggles or anything, like I'm dying to help you. Like, please go in there and let me help you. Cool. <laughs> and it's free. That's awesome. You know, all that great content that she mentioned, you know, she's written ebooks and things like that, and she shares them all, you know, with that group. So definitely check yeah. that out. Um, my website is theessentialoillady.com. Oh, so T H E E S S E N T I A L O I L L A D Y dot com. Yeah, it's a little long. I always tell people no. four words: theessentialoillady.com. I love it. I just, usually leave out one of them. I just read it off of her card, so like that's you know where I went. And, um, and I have a Facebook page as well, but I do more, you know, one-on-one type of things or, you know, speaking to groups and that, that is sort of my main thing. I don't do Twitter and I should do Instagram and I should do more on Facebook, but yeah. Awesome. Too busy working in the business and growing it at the moment. So that's a good, good problem to have. Yeah, Yeah. definitely a good problem to have. Awesome. Well, as usual, you can find us online at www.nexttuesdaypodcast.com. You can also find us at nexttuesdaypodcast.com. Podcast. podcast. Why do we I always forget it? You think after like <laughs> a million interviews. A million interviews I'd remember it by now. Well we're getting same, there. same every episode. So you can find us on social medias as next Tuesday podcast, maybe next Tuesday podcast. You'll just find us on Google. You can email us at next Podcast at gmail It's an early Sunday morning, you know, guys. Guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.